0: Uh, Hi everybody, welcome to a cursed episode of Nintendo Voice Chats. This is episode 645. I am your host, Seth Macy. With me today is industry legend, Kat Bailey. I don't know how we actually managed to start recording, but we're doing it everybody. I'm really confused. We got this. Uh, He wasn't even supposed to be here today, Per Schneider.
1: I am Jeff Vega today.
0: (laughs) The The evil general. The hero.
2: The hero that we need.
0: Yes. Uh, and holding a Kirby, I believe, it is Reb Fallon.
2: I am here with Warm Kirby.
0: Warm Kirby. No new makes Kirby co-worker.
2: So new re- reporter our, our, on IGN.com. Our new reporter who plugs in via USB and gets very Get warm. So you either. hug him and he's cozy.
0: That is, well, that's the, we're changing the topic of the show again. <laughs> that's right. warm, Kirby. Warm, Kirby the
3: warm Kirby review,
2: 10 out of 10. There's nothing wrong yep.
0: with him at all. <laughs> amazing uh actually we're going to talk about fire emblem Engage. none of us have actually played <laughs> fire emblem so there you go but Brendan graber did review it gave it a 9 out of 10 on IGN.com. go out check that review however none of us have played it yet but we all have thoughts and feelings pair i would like to start with you because you are a little bit of a, a fire emblem aficionado uh, i think that's fair to say Are you looking forward, after reading the review, after reading the details, 9 out of 10 on IGN.com, are you looking forward to playing Fire Emblem Engage? You don't even know how much. Like, when when you were saying none of us had
1: had played it, it sounds like we're aloof about it. That's absolutely not true, Oh,
0: yeah, no, it's just because it hasn't come out yet. (laughs) That's right.
1: We're not the reviewer of the game, so there weren't enough codes to go around for us to play it ahead of release, but I am going to buy it the moment it's live in the eShop. I am so excited to play it. And many different reasons i you know i think i talked about this on the show before i accidentally discovered fire emblem when i lived in japan i just picked it up because it said nintendo and the box art was cool and i absolutely just got lost in this game and and kind of couldn't couldn't believe how i never how how i never knew about this this franchise uh, before and then i proceeded and played every game in the series since and um I am, I watched trailers for this, I watched footage of this, I watched uh, and and read Brandon's review, and it feels like we're doing a little bit more of a classic Fire Emblem game where some of the social elements that, you know, we, we, we liked in Three Houses got kind of like shrunk a little bit, which, you know i'm ready for that i really love the strategy gameplay i love it when fire emblem is a little faster paced and doesn't take too long to tell its story that's not to say that I didn't really like i, I really like three houses and i loved all the social elements but it's also these sort of if every game was like that i would get bored with it And so i'm happy that there's this sort of variation um i don't want all my zelda games to be the same either and mm. I, I couldn't be more excited for this one
0: so you're saying Fire Emblem Three Houses is for babies? No, I really like that. Oh, I, I think it's, it's... I'm just kidding.
1: It, it was such a such a fantastic game. I really, really liked it. But um, I uh, it's like Animal Crossing. If Animal Crossing came out every two years, I think I would be a bit bored unless something fundamentally changed, right? Because you, you understand the loop and, you know, with this sort of the hub world in the Fire Emblem games getting bigger and bigger and taking up more of your time and becoming more important to the development of your crew and the relationships it, you know it, it does feel like if we went down that exact same route and it was again like you know a fire emblem a fire emblem hogwarts or something i'd be like i feel like i've played this before so um i do love the duality i do love the returning characters here i'm a, obviously a big fan of of martha and friends and uh I hope it is as fast-paced and and uh, well-executed as uh, a game like Mario and Rabbits, or you know, our our recent uh, 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 Marvel game that we got in in the turn-based strategy genre.
0: Mm. What was the? Uh, did Brendan mention how long it took him to beat it? I'm sure he did. I'm- Completely. I forgot yeah, how long
1: they're usually like 40 40 hour games but yeah how long to beat info isn't up yet because mm. it has to be released first for us to display that but yeah
0: very cool cat uh are you looking forward to fire emblem engage I mean
3: yeah I was a little bit on the fence for a while about it because it seemed to me to be a little bit of a gimmick uh bringing back all of the Original Fire Emblem characters. I put a lot of hours into Fire Emblem Heroes, and I really enjoyed it at the time. But I wasn't sure if I wanted something kind of in that vein, very fan servicey. <laughs> but reading the reviews tells me that I think that it's a nice little change of pace from Fire Emblem Three Houses, especially on the battlefield. I love that they're bringing back the, the weapons triangle. Because I missed um, that in the last one. Yeah. As much as I loved Fire Emblem Three Houses, I thought the actual action on the battlefield got to be a little bit of a grind, especially in the mm. back half of the game. Um, it was much more strategic in the way that you built up your characters and leveled them up, came with, uh, figured out your class composition, and then you just kind of grinded through. Lots and lots of enemies until you got to the end. Whereas this one, they bring back the weapons triangle, and it's very intense because you can actually disarm um, opponents and they can disarm you. So you have to be a lot more, I think, intentional about how you place your your characters.
0: Hmm? As I say, could you explain like maybe a little brief overview of the weapons triangle for those of us who are not familiar it's Me. like
3: rock paper scissors so basically oh hell yeah i know that game there's a lance there's an axe there's a sword sword beats axe axe beats lance lance beats sword
0: yeah good old rocks the spear has reached <laughs> exactly. the axe
3: cuts the
1: spear in half like if you visualize it it's similar yeah. to you know fire water <laughs> elementary strength uh, strengths sure. in in but role-playing games
3: yeah and there's other aspects as well, like a bow can shoot down a Pegasus, like that was an aspect in Three Houses like as well. Just like in real life. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the- If you're flying, you're vulnerable to error. So it, it all makes sense, but what it mm-hmm. creates in the game is this sort of tension, right? Like if you screw up and you put your spear guy you forget to move your spear guy out of the way of an axe attacker you're fretting right like you're hoping that that's not the end for the character and if you play fire emblem the way it should be played uh with wow. permadeath
0: Gatekeeping. um
1: that,
0: okay. no like for me that's
1: i've always really loved that way and i've you know i have that's a shortcut to restarting it, yeah. the mission uh, i i just i just love that sort of threat looming over you and i You know, it sucks when you're replaying a mission that's two hours long, but it's still fun. Um, Yeah, I I love this kind of element of tension. Look how good the art looks. Yeah, it it Mm -hmm. doesn't
3: sound like the art, the story as much. But Fire Emblem stories can be a little variable in their actual quality. Mm -hmm. It's kind of going back to where it was. I think Three Houses' strength was definitely a story, and um, for people, and I think Fire Emblem Three Houses, as a result, brought in a ton of new fans. And I think maybe those new fans are looking at Fire Emblem Engage and side-eyeing a little bit. But I'm Mm. also not—I don't have a problem with a series taking a different approach, uh, trying—maybe going back to its roots a little bit, celebrating its history. I don't think this means that the Three Houses approach is dead forever. Um, And I think that Fire Emblem Engage should be enjoyed on its own merits.
0: Okay. Reb, you got in trouble— Online for yeah, saying God. what you thought.
2: Yeah. Uh never you, do that. You, First
0: I was gonna say Pokemon are you willing Nouse to relive this. that? But-
2: <laughs> no, so I I had a very mild take, I thought, which was that, hey, these reviews look great. I, it's it a mild like take, yeah. It looks like it's really fun for the hardcore tactics nerds. I think it's probably not for me, and that's okay. Like, I hope I hope everybody who's into this has fun. That was my take. And a bunch of people decided to come be weird and accuse me of being a fake Fire Emblem fan, which, look, <laughs> I am a newer Fire Emblem fan. I've play. i I've talked about this on the show. I played Shadows of Valencia and liked it fine. Uh, and then I got really, really into Three Houses. I put so much time into Three Houses, and I'm one of those people. Cat was talking. Like I, like I said, I'd played Shadows of Valencia before, so it wasn't my first Fire Emblem, but it was like the one that
3: and a pretty core Fire Emblem. But I, I uh, might add, three too. houses
2: was the thing where I was like, oh. Okay, now maybe I'm really into Fire Emblem. Like maybe this okay. is serious. Mm, this is digging. it.
1: Well, this um, is going back to Echoes Valencia. This this right. one is kind of going back more towards I that like, gameplay.
2: I like tactics games. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm still playing Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Uh, I played Floppy Nights last year. Like I I like tactics games. I'm not a person who's anti-tactics games, but I like. I like softer tactics games. I like tactics games that have, like, other things. So I really liked the character customization and building your your little school mm-hmm. elements. Uh, I liked all of the tea parties and the socialization and the romances and getting to spend time with the characters and watch the monastery evolve. Like, I really liked that on top of the tactics stuff. And, like, I think I would probably have a really good time with this. It sounds like it's really good, uh, but the fact that it has a weaker story and the fact that it doesn't have as many of those elements means I'm, like... Less, you can go
3: fishing though.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm less interested than I was, and so I'm, it's not a. It's not me looking at this and thinking, "Oh, I would hate this." It's me looking at this and thinking, "You know what? It's gonna be." I. I don't remember how long either it was said to be, but yeah, like like many hours long and there's so many other games out there right now. I think I'm yeah. going to watch my partner play it and play something else. And that's like, okay, I'm super totally. stoked for the people who yeah, are excited for this. Yeah, that is normal. It's normal. That's normal behavior. It's fine. Um, And I am I I really, I agree with what you two have said about the it being good that the franchise gets to do two different things. Mm-hmm. Like I love that there's two kinds of Zelda game. There's top down, very dungeon puzzle oriented. And then there's kind of this more open 3D adventure sort of thing. I love that those two things exist simultaneously. And I, I hope that after this, uh, we get, you know, here in like two, three, four years, we get something that is more in the vein of Three Houses, and then I hope we get more things like this for the more, like, hardcore people. I hope we keep getting many different kinds of Fire Emblem for all the people who enjoy things, and especially for all the people who came in with Three Houses and like a softer Fire Emblem. I'm yep. glad it all exists. Please enjoy. It looks really fun.
1: Yeah, I think the comparison to the Zelda franchise is, is apt because like I would not miss a Link's Awakening reboot, but I also love the direction that Breath of the Wild has taken, yeah. right? Um, and then I'll, I'll say that the difference between this Fire Emblem and, Aw- and Awakening or Three Houses is probably not as big as the difference between Breath of the Wild and True. Link's Awakening, right? Mm-hmm. They're much closer together. From what I've seen, I've, I've seen this game uh, played in the office before it came out. Um, the UI is awesome. The just, and and this is something about Nintendo some and, and some of its partners like Jupiter who were making the Picross games. Like they, they really think about the control UI and the menu systems. At infinite, they just kind of, they they tweak them until it feels right. And every time I've played like an Advanced Wars or a uh, a Fire Emblem clone and I'd move the unit, I'm like, oh no, why do they make you go to the bottom to finish the move? Or like they, they would like hide an option that you would use all the time and make it kind of harder to select, or they won't automatically show you the range of the character or some stupid thing like that. And then you go back to Fire Emblem, you're like... Ah, thank you. You know, it's just and and this one, this one seems like it's it's even better.
3: Can I just talk about the graphics for a hot mm-hmm. second? Yes, like please. After, after all the discourse about how Nintendo Switch is totally washed, the graphics are absolutely <laughs> garbage. We have what seems like a very lovely looking game. Every time I watch the the battle sequences, the story sequences, I'm like, this game looks great. Yeah, uh, and it just shows to me what. Really strong art direction can mean for a game on Nintendo Switch. No, it's not nearly technically ambitious as a, a Pokemon game. Sure. Um, it's not an open world game, it's a top down tactics game. So they're going to have an easier time of it. But honestly, I think the art direction, just in general, is so much better than either of the Pokemon games that came out last year.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's real pretty. I-
0: I think I agree with you 100%. God, I it. just want to play like it. it. It's, yeah, It's beautiful anime boys and girls uh, showing their navels. And wouldn't <laughs> want to see it's that? It's very yeah, important so that, in battle. Very important it in battle. It is extremely I know. important. It's
2: important to be very uh, hot while you're fighting.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to put this to the audience, what the over-under is on me uh, playing this more than three hours and deciding it's not for me. Did uh, you play Three Houses? I played Three Houses, and it wasn't for me. How you However,
2: I've you. said
0: it a million times, I'm not a strategy RPG guy necessarily, mm. but uh, I think it was the social stuff in Three Houses that I okay. didn't like as
3: much.
1: Mm.
0: Because, oh, interesting. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4, I loved like just battling in that game. Like, yeah. I really interesting. enjoyed that.
1: So. And, and to those who are, we'll you that. know, like if you're on the fence and you're asking, is this game for you? Because that's a really valid question. Like a review is never going to... Be able to 100% tell you whether the game is right for you it's just the experience of the reviewer and brendan really yes. loved it right but it's like i would approach it with like if you've tried a game like a tactics ogre or even you know any of the isometric turn-based uh strategy rpgs they're a little bit more fussy they require you to kind of determine which direction you face at the end of the turn right because they have systems where if you get attacked from the back it causes more damage and like fire emblem and Advance wars are a little different in that the their abilities the the character's abilities matter. And, you know, in Fire Emblem, you can upgrade them and change them as well. But it's like, it's not as fussy about the little details of like which way you face and all of that stuff. So, um, I think you know if this is your first game give it a try like in in that genre i I think this this might be the right one
2: yeah i think it's also true i mean you can kind of do what i'm doing if you're on the fence like if you don't have a whole lot else to play right now and are just curious like give it a try see if it's for you Mm -hmm. but if you have 20 other things that you're really excited to play and you're not really sure about this one it's okay to go play those other things and maybe come back to this later if you really feel strongly about it what else is coming out right
3: now
1: and it's not uh, like it's not like Xenoblade where you start playing and there's 1000 game systems and you're like, "Ah, yeah. which yeah. button does what?" Again, it's like <laughs> it it slowly builds and it, it kind of eases you into uh, in, into the gameplay.
2: Yeah. No, there's not a million games coming out right now, but I have a backlog no. like a million miles long. There's a bunch of like little indies and stuff that have come out recently that I've been poking my head into.
3: I think the interesting <laughs> thing about intelligent systems is that even though they have this reputation for being kind of hmm. hardcore, Um, especially the Fire Emblem series from back in the day, (laughs) I've always found that they're surprisingly accessible and they've only gotten more accessible since Fire Emblem Awakening came out because it's very straightforward, I think, in the way that it handles its tactics and its positioning of its characters. It's unforgiving Mm -hmm. But it's very un- easy to understand for the but most part. But you can part.
1: tweak it, right? Like, the later games and the early Fire Emblems weren't like that. The later games let you rewind time, so you've got mm-hmm. this ability to undo a stupid move. And by the way, we've all done them in Fire Emblem games where, like, you move a unit, you're like, oh, no, I meant to go the other way. And, like, and then you're screwed. And yeah. so, honestly, having, having those
0: crotches is, is really nice sometimes. The cat sometimes.
2: headbutts your controller. I think that's, that's what right. turns all me the time. off all and the with time.
0: strategy RPGs is when I make a wrong move I am devastated and I can't Mm. get over it and I just don't want to play anymore I'm like well I screwed that battle up and now I'm going to get a bad score and I'm going to lose a person and I just don't want to play because I demand perfection we we made a joke
1: about gatekeeping earlier but like what they really did with Fire Emblem is like they let somebody as a purist and has played Fire Emblem forever they let them continue to play the games like that but they added all these different options so that you can tailor it to your experiences like if you don't if you don't want your characters to be dead because you made a stupid move at the end of the, the round, they can be revived and, and yep. you know, the, you don't have those repercussions and, and you can take back certain moves too.
2: Yeah. And it's stuff like that that I think helped me get into the series on the whole, just because it was no longer this, this scary, daunting thing. Yep. And that certainly mm-hmm. helped in Three Houses. And yeah, I, I might circle back to this later. Like like I said, I'm not I'm not remotely put off by it. I think it looks uh,
0: I read an op-ed that said you hated it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I read a bunch of people on Twitter
2: who said that I clearly should never play tactics games and should only play mm. visual novels. So, you know,
0: yeah. Oh, maybe. you're a Fire Emblem fan? Name three houses.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the permadeath discourse, I think from Fire Emblem is well in its past at this point. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's almost a holdover. At this point, it, I mean, it's still, it's, it's kind of like hardcore mode in yeah. a lot of other games where it's like, you can pick it if you want, but most people are going to probably pick it, casual.
1: It was the sister topic to, you know, should Soulsborns be easier or has adjustable um, difficulty levels? Maybe the brother topic.
0: Mostly. Well, the important thing on discussions like that online is that nobody wins. In fact, we all <laughs> lose That's right. no. part of our humanity yeah. by participating in them. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, that was Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, if you're wondering what Pear going to be doing this weekend, wonder no more. He's going to post a picture on Instagram of some beer that you've never heard of, Ooh. and his switch with Fire Emblem. Yep, it's going to say weekend, ah. and that's going to be it. I got to find Cooper. a
1: beer that's blue and red in one.
0: <laughs> that's toothpaste. Red. That you're is toothpaste. toothpaste.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess Pepsi. There you go, Keep cold Pepsi, beer. Perfect.
0: Yeah. It's the perfect, uh, perfect partner for Fire Emblem Engage. Hey. Mm. uh who's that guy oh it's my god jeffrey vega from the wow. internet i didn't know that he was going to be showing up here what's up jeffrey uh, i think his mic is messed <laughs> up he's very excited he's- yeah jeffrey by the way has been to super nintendo world and he was so uh blown away by it that he was <laughs> Unable to speak. He has not been able to <laughs> well, speak. Well, I think the, the fact that he's using an N64 expansion pack as a mic might have something to do with that, too. Well, yeah. that, his original mic did, just didn't have enough RAM. Yeah. So that's why he has that He one. needs
3: but, to get yeah. that mm-hmm. Hey, You Pikachu microphone. The one that's so oh, like yeah. low quality that mm. Pikachu can't actually understand you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were uh, We were supposed to ask Jeffrey about Super Nintendo World this week, but yeah. various yeah. factors complicated that.
1: Yeah. So, pardon our technical difficulties, but Jeff Vega will return.
3: You can go check out our speedrun of Super Nintendo World over on IGN.com.
1: I was supremely jealous, by the way. I would like to be there. there instead of here right now, too.
2: Hair.
0: I mean, yep. no offense to all of you. But when yeah. are we doing our live stream? You can
2: orchestrate this. When Set are we doing our live show?
3: You control the budget, Pear. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have a budget <laughs> yet. <The power.
2: laughs>
1: I need the budget first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 2023, headwinds. Travel and scarier. entertainment. Let's
2: go. We don't need to do Gamescom. We're
1: we'll, just uh, saying. Let's, let's, rent, rent
2: let's rent
0: bicycles. Let's
2: all t- let's, let's yeah. fly, to, fly to LA on the oh, E3 budget expensive. and then just not yeah. do E3 and go to okay. the Nintendo <laughs> World. That of sounds good. sticking my thumb out. A good plan i'm
0: gonna hitchhike across america that will be an adventure in and of itself uh just to get to super nintendo world that's travel log
3: it would be like the wizard you he... getting to oh my god no it... california yes It'll he be even like goes a... to universal studios in that movie i was more thinking
1: national lampoons he does look a little bit like a young chevy chase too now that i think about it
0: <laughs> he does doesn't yeah he? Huh. i'm much i'm much nicer oh okay oh, that's true
1: well the I character is uh yeah, Mr. Griswold, let's say that. Yes, yes. Uh, whose
0: first name escapes me, even though it's Clark. Clark, it's Seth. Clark Griswold. Right. Seth Macy um, Griswold. You were talking about budgets a second ago, and that's the perfect segue <laughs> to talk no, about burning. No. Wow. No, it isn't. But yes, N- it is NPDs. because they're both about NPD. money. NPDs, okay. excuse me. NPDs, which is the uh the national uh Parmesan district. I wish. Is, mm-hmm. Yeah, can you imagine a whole district? Of the United States dedicated to Parmesan cheese, yes. yum! No. Just no, shredded or in blocks, however you like it. But that's actually not what it stands for. I don't remember, but it doesn't matter. They put out their monthly um, uh, list of the top selling games, which, uh, side note, isn't a hundred percent accurate because not everyone reports the same way. Like Nintendo doesn't report its digital sales, so when you see a Nintendo game on there, it's only physical version. But anyway, it's the closest we got. It's the closest we got. It's the best we got what was
1: sold in stores
0: yes and so nintendo did some things uh surprisingly to no one mario kart 8 still continues to do (laughs) well reb you actually wrote an analysis of this so you can speak to this with an expert voice whereas i am just talking out of my shoe
2: so the list the list we have up right now, if you're watching this on video, is the December top ten selling things. And I didn't talk about that too much because it's pretty it's pretty straightforward, right? Like like no one no one is shocked to see Pokemon Scarlet and Violet selling bonkers amounts yeah. of copies. Like we just know this. Oh that's is that the, is that that's, the just oh, that's, Nintendo, that's just Nintendo switch. Yeah, that's yeah just Pokemon Nintendo Scarlet Violet, Violet being at the top of the Switch charts is no shocker. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 selling the most overall platforms in December shocks no one um no. the thing that I found kind of interesting that I ended up talking about in an article on IGN was what was going on with Mario Rabbit's Sparks of Hope so Ubisoft had this kind of like emergency conference call like a week ago where they freaked out and canceled a bunch of games that are not they canceled a bunch of games that we've never heard of before and then they delayed Skull and Bones for like the sixth time Uh, But then they also said in there that Mario Rabbit's Sparks of Hope underperformed. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of the situation where they were acting like they were going to let that and Just Dance 23 carry their year for them. But I was looking into the NPD. And so to be clear, NPD is only uh, US sales and it's dollar sales. And because Sparks of Hope is on Nintendo platforms, we don't have digital sales. So, and also these are rankings. Like we don't actually get a unit sales number for how many units it sold. So it's all like very relative and fuzzy. But... I was looking into it, and Sparks of Hope seems like it did fine. Like, it came out in... Hold on. It came out in October, and it debuted at number six, and then held on at number 13 and number 14 in November and December, which I think is fine for, like, a Nintendo Switch exclusive that is not, like, a Call of Duty and is in competition with, like, Call of Duty, Elden Ring, and a bunch of sports titles, like...
3: And Pokemon.
1: Yeah.
2: And Pokemon. I mean, that seems fine. But
1: the, the context being, I think Ubisoft had such high hopes because they don't have an Assassin's Creed, right? They don't mm. have their sort of triple A game that really brings in the money and gets investors excited and all of that. And I think they were hoping mm. this would be it because there was nothing else from Nintendo... Like, no Mario game, no Zelda game this holiday season. think right. just because I, it yeah. has
3: Mario in it.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think yes. they had Mario expressions. Or maybe, maybe, maybe they're measuring the it rabbits by in but it. But
2: Kingdom <clears throat> Battle, like, see, yeah. again, we don't have comparison numbers, so it's, it's not possible to actually one to one compare it with Kingdom Battle. But I was looking up how Kingdom Battle did in yeah. the NPD. And Kingdom Battle, so it, it's a little awkward because it came out at the end of August, but the days that it was out in August uh, were not counted for the month of August for NPD so it doesn't appear until September which is an NPD thing but it 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 debuted at number 5 so it was a little higher than Sparks Mm -hmm. of Hope's debut in September and then it just completely vanishes from the top 20 in October, November and December so it didn't even beat like anything else that was selling during that time period and granted 2017 was pretty stiff competition i mean that year has breath of the wild um, and odyssey yeah. but even though it 2017 had a bunch of really big games it didn't have i think the sheer number of enormous big games that we have going on right now and so like it's just it's very weird like i wonder it makes me wonder what what was ubisoft expecting for sparks of hope like
1: I think, hoping more than expecting, right? Like, this is a... Ubisoft, and I I actually really like a lot of Ubisoft games. I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan, and I love it when they experiment with stuff like uh, Mario and rabbits. And, like, from a... Ubisoft, like Activision, were really good at annualizing franchises, like having this sort of steady stream of big AAA games, and then they obviously hit some challenges on the development side, or maybe maybe things were just kind of ballooning out of control. Like, when you look at the credits of an Assassin's Creed game, oh, like, it's, that's... It's, it's the entire country, plus a couple other countries mixed together, mixed in, right? It's it's just getting insane, and I think... Honestly, I, th- I think they... Um, I think the pandemic delayed a bunch of stuff and we're feeling the effects now and they're kind of off their off their game and like they don't have their usually kind of fun experiments either you know it's like and it used to be that just dance was just this money-making machine that they would put on every platform they would still publish it on the last nintendo platform like the wii or wii u and it would still make a lot of money and like i think a couple of things are broken now you know things things change so I hear you. It's like, it, diff- it definitely, like, to say Ubisoft is in trouble because Mario and Rabbits didn't perform, I think that's nonsense too, no, I, right? No, I, like, I agree. I think they had higher expectations. They thought everybody loved the last game, so everybody, more people are going to buy this one, and maybe that didn't happen.
0: This year I decided I actually wanted to, like, follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals, so I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your Unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your Nord VPN plan, go to NordVPN.com slash Nintendo VC. That's NordVPN.com slash Nintendo VC. Victor Charlie. Uh that link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
1: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Maybe they spun a narrative for themselves that, Mm -hmm. hey, Mario's in this one. We've got a big marketing budget. It's going to be front and center. And Nintendo's lineup, it's in a prime position. It's only really going against Pokemon xbox literally has nothing yeah yeah switch has a huge <laughs> install base surely we can do better than we did last time i think they Which thought they, did, they would be
1: the mario game of the season. and then like i would yeah. say i don't i don't i don't know how much they spent on marketing it wasn't ubiquitous like i didn't i didn't yeah,
0: I was going to bring that up. A lot I feel
1: like I'm like one of the <gasps> f- only people talking about that game. I really loved it and, and finished it. Um, but it but it was kind of quiet around it, it being a Mario game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't notice after after Laurent de talk made make those comments um, about the sales performance, like in the eShop, magically both Just Dance and Mario Rabbids went top in the featured category. So Funny. I think Nintendo went oh <laughs> let's let's get them some more sales. Let's can, put can it I? up there.
3: So aside from the fact that the rabbits i think are actually a drag on this game oh i really do uh-huh. um i love them i think that it's a tactic series which is niche anyway mm-hmm. and so you need mm. something that really pushes it and three houses which was very successful but also not like mm-hmm. a huge seller it was successful by fire emblem standards let's be honest had the memeing <laughs> it had all of the people who are yeah. like kissing and the thirsty characters. Mm-hmm. You don't have <laughs> that Mario plus Rabbids in you Sparks of have Hope. Been, you had, I
2: mean, you didn't have the same level of memeing, but you had the memeing in Kingdom Battle, right? Because everyone was surprised by Rabbit Peach mm-hmm. yeah. um, and all those kinds of things. Yeah, it's kind of old news, I've, though. I've been yeah. trying to sort of articulate because I've been playing Sparks of Hope. I've actually annoyingly been kind of stymied in The Final World because I keep, I keep having bugs. Like oh, no. I, I didn't hear, oh. I didn't read in reviews that this was a buggy game, so I don't know what's going on. But I now had three levels just like bug out on me in a way that was oh, making it very difficult to complete. So I'm trying to finish it, but it's not working very well. But like, uh. the thing I've been trying to articulate about it is, Kingdom Battle felt very surprising. Mm. Like people yes. like, were not expecting it to be good, and then over time the word got around that hey, actually this is really good, yeah. and so everybody bought in. Yeah. I think Sparks of Hope is good. I don't think it's a bad game, but it doesn't have that same, like, surprise factor. There's not a conversation around it being, hey, this is actually really, really freaking good.
1: Yeah. I think there there was a little bit of chatter saying, actually, the rabbits are fun, right? Like, there was, you know, the the rabbits, they're not... I, I, I'm with you. I, if the rabbits were gone from this game, it'd be fine. There's enough people in, no. the, in the Mario kingdom no, to make this no, fun. But it's like, I thought they were actually really enjoyable. And like, you know, this sort of the rabbits fandom for the Mario core characters mm. is kind of charming too. I don't
2: like that they talk though. I want
0: to say, <laughs> yeah, that was, was weird, right? Yeah. Like Part of the original uh, marketing that could not have been planned or paid for was when Shigeru Miyamoto made the developer cry. Um, That's true. Oh, yeah. yeah, and that was such a sweet and like just amazing, pure, honest moment that kind of just took everybody. Yeah. Um, like it was so heartwarming, and that I think might have helped sort of keep this game, the original game, in people's minds. Not so much. There was nothing like that for for this one. So, and of course, you couldn't pay to recreate that sort of thing. It would look very weird and awkward. It's, what's
1: um, what, what's funny is this one is much more like Paper Mario you know like the Mm -hmm. the sort of the overworld has more hooks in it and the battles Mm. are more like you know the the battles are like a variant of the sort of battles you would get in paper mario where you have some interaction it's still turn-based in a way but like you get to do more and so it's more interesting than a than a typical menu menu driven battle from from yesterday's jrpgs but like I, th- I thought the overworld, now, visually, I think it struggled a bit, it didn't run smoothly and it had some challenges yes. and I, I don't think, you know, I, I think it could have used a little bit more time and refinement there, but I thought the overworld was really interesting and there were so many fun little things to discover.
2: Yeah, I think the thing that I'm sort of afraid of is that this... So Ubisoft has so few weird franchises like this now. Like Mm -hmm. They've kind of nixed all of them slowly over the years. And and this worked because uh, Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle was such a hit for them. And I thought Sparks of Hope would be successful enough that they would say, yeah, this is worth continuing to do. This partnership is worth continuing to foster. But I'm worried that now they've created this narrative where, oh, this wasn't good enough. And so I'm, I'm very afraid that... We're going to come up, you know, five years down the road, and they're we're going to be wondering, hey, I wonder if there's going to be a new Mario Rabbids, and they're not going to do it again. They're going to yeah. just cling to Assassin's Creed and all of that because the narrative is going to be, well, it didn't do well enough for us. Yeah.
3: Ubisoft has, needs a fresh start in general. Like, even the stuff that you would, you would think would be safe, like Rainbow Six, yeah. has really not pain, panned out for them <laughs> at mm. all.
1: Prince of Persia remake. God. What a disaster, right? Ooh. Like, we were supposed yeah. to get one, and it looked really bad. These
3: games aren't coming out, and... Wow, you look Mm -hmm. back on 2022, like, their just release slate was totally barren, and they're not like EA where they can fall back on a FIFA, Yeah, Yeah. they're not like Activision Blizzard where they've got Call of Duty bringing in the money, so it's like, what do you do? All their attempts to
2: make those kinds of service games... Have kind of fallen flat. They have the, some, yeah. some of the older ones were really good. One yeah. of the yeah. one of the division, which of the division? I don't play these.
3: Division two, maybe.
2: Divis- one of the divisions like carried them for so freaking long. Oh yeah, um, and Assassin's that. Creed Odyssey, I think, did yeah. did really yep. well for them for it, a very look, long ra- time. But it's dwindling. They Rainbow, haven't had anything yeah. to replace them. Rainbow
1: it for Six a while. is is a great game and a long running game and like when they Games succeed they well. succeed well i think one of ubisoft challenges is this sort of we want that too syndrome right like there's a destiny we want a destiny too there's a Fortnite, we want a Fortnite too right and so they they they, they do kind of spread themselves thin um I did like the announcements for what's happening with Assassin's Creed. I'm um, so stoked you know, like Mirage. Assassin's Creed Mirage sounds good. Going back to the Middle East. Hexe. If that's med- medieval Germany, I'm going to pee myself. Um, not here. <laughs> um, so, like, I, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff happening. Not on Switch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I'm hoping... I'm with you. I hope they don't get discouraged by this. At the very least, maybe... Reuse that engine for Zelda Tactics game, then we're good. Hey,
0: there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, I for one am looking forward to playing Skull and Bones at E3 again because oh I played God. it at E3 oh 2018, uh, which is the one and only time I've been to E3. So yep. I would
3: play Zelda Tactics if it's just Zelda Tactics. Mm. Don't put any rabbits. Not Zelda. I don't
1: rabbit? think the rabbits would fit there. I agree with you. Yeah,
2: I, have you seen some of the concept for the for Breath of the Wild? They get they got weird in that stuff. Sure, yeah. they did. I want Dude. Child of Light back. Remember Child of yep. Light? that was cool. That, that was an back when they day. did, and Indies. that was on the Switch, if I remember right.
3: Yeah. By the way, it was Ghost Recon, not Rainbow Six, that I was thinking. Oh, about. oh yeah, so yeah. That one was kind of a flaw.
1: I, and we talked
2: about Rayman that. I not fell that off long ago, too. Ghost
3: Recon, um,
1: and and F- Far Cry, I never finished either. So mm. I do like I. To say How I, I finished Assassin's Creed games game? I is an understatement. Thought
0: all about Far Cry mm-hmm. Six that that even came out. Boy, last that,
3: year. Those games got stale. I I have an entire rant did. about Ubisoft uh, as but, a, a non fan, but I'll save it
1: for another time. But also to be fair, like I feel like we've seen the Ubi- Ubisoftification of open world games. Like even Breath of the mm. Wild does Ubisoft elements of like climbing the tower and stuff. And like yeah, it's that was really novel and unique and very Ubisoft, and now it's everybody. Like, you know, Horizon feels like a Ubisoft game. But other and games do it well, better. That's Ghost true. of Tsushima. I, That's the issue. Now we get to visit, you know, Japan and the yeah. the, the robot future it, with Ubisoft's kind of setup. I mean, and, you think
3: about Assassin's yeah. Creed Odyssey, and this is getting off track, but I mean, they just wanted to be The Witcher at a certain point. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was exactly but like The Witcher. But only huge
2: and bloated. It was too much, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I like just it. realized. I like like, it. I just realized as I was going through these, Ubisoft has a lot of slam dunks on Nintendo platforms specifically. Like, Just Dance, like you were saying, Pear, has historically been huge on Nintendo platforms. Rayman Legends. Uh, Rayman, Child of Light, uh, Mm -hmm. Mario Rabbids. Like, every time they do something a little weird or off the beat of those big open world tower shooty games, like, and they put it on a Nintendo platform, it does really well. So it's... Yeah, I I want I don't want them to give that up. I'm no. very afraid. I'm clinging that, to it.
3: That's the the
1: part of it was good. That's the part I love about Ubisoft. Like at Wii launch, you know, they had they had a game that used the Wii mode as as guns, the way that it was advertised in Nintendo commercials. Like, you know, with uh, I I think. Um, they they experimented with with some crazy stuff on uh, on pretty much every Nintendo platform the, when you go back. There's was like Red a,
0: Steel a Ubisoft Yeah, Red Steel
1: game is the or, the yeah. gun game I'm gun game I'm thinking of, but they did something really unique for Wii U too.
2: What was the game they, with the f- <laughs> And
3: Oh, with the, f- the and
1: uh, the, you, it, the, the pendulum. I think
2: you're on a bike? Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're thinking uh, Trials. Trials. Trials which yeah. they bought.
1: Oh, they, they bought, oh my god.
0: Yeah. Trials is awesome. awesome. Yeah, they, i love those trials games that was personally. really fun that was an
1: acquisition. acquisition yeah, i love those games too yeah, but um super fun but yeah I, I want them to keep experimenting on on these there platforms god they, i don't think oh, there's so any hard. game i've ever been
0: madder at than <laughs> trials. oh i know
2: that was really fun
0: oh. oh it's so good if you haven't played trials
2: go check a lot it out. of yep. very dumb it's on fun Switch. with that game well let's take a journey <laughs> <laughs> we just watched a guy get hit by a train <laughs> <Yeah>. in, trials. <laughs> in trials in, trials. Very in, very game. Game. in the game
0: yes yeah, not really um Let's take a journey to the meverse. This is the segment of the show where we talk about what's going on in our real lives, uh, video games or things that we want to talk about. Uh, Reb, you had something you've specifically wanted to call out for the meverse this week. Would you mind, please.
2: I did. Um, So there is a rumor going around that I have absolutely no information on, cannot confirm or back up in any way. It's just gotten people talking, which is why I want to bring it up that Baton Kaito's is coming back. Folks, let's bring Baton Kaito's back. That game slapped. It was so good.
1: There are thousands of people, Reb, right now saying, What the heck? Is Literally, tons of people game. are like,
2: yeah, Rev, let's There's, go. Yeah.
1: There's some card <laughs> RPG fans going. They are stoked woo-hoo. right now.
2: Eternal Wings and the Lost Ocean <laughs> is this bizarre GameCube game that takes place on these sky islands. And you play as the guard. You don't play as the guy. You play as the guardian spirit of this guy named Callus, who's kind of a jerkwad. <laughs> uh and he's he's just he's got this like revenge mission that he's on, but it ends up intersecting with this woman who's got a, a big save the world quest. Uh, there are elements of this game that are very not good like the voice acting uh, and Ooh, I think people I
0: love bad voice acting in video pretty, games it's pretty
2: there's a couple voice actors in there who are really good and then everything else is just atrocious anytime a child speaks I want to remove my ears and <laughs> just pop them off my head like a Mr. Potato Head you haven't had children
1: yet because um, I want to remove my ears when my kids talk too <laughs> um,
2: but but like and, and the plot is kind of there's, po- there's moments in the plot that are really good and then the ending is like very cheesy it has what I think is one of the best twists in video games at the midpoint mm. which i will not spoil for people because if they do remake it i want people to experience it because it's so cool but if you know you know it has an incredible soundtrack uh motoi sakuraba of dark souls golden sun many many other things pain absolutely Valkyrie profile soundtrack. yes banger soundtrack mm. from that guy um and it has this card battling system that is really, like, I, I, there, there's problems with it. Like, you can pick it apart and critique it. But it's really cool the ways in which, like, the cards interact. You use them in battle, but they also have interactions with the, like, with the real world. So you can, like, mm-hmm. if you have, you can get a, a Magnus of green bananas in your inventory. And when they're green bananas, you can't eat them, but you can throw them and do, like, a small amount of damage. Uh, but then... If you play for long enough and have them in your inventory for long enough, they will ripen and then they're mm. yellow bananas and then they will heal you. But then if you let them sit for even longer, then they become brown, rotten bananas and then oh. they do poison damage. So it's it's stuff like that. Like it's this really cool like time-based system that there's like some that change depending on what other Magnus you have in your inventory or if you use them on the same turn as other Magnus. Um, and it's it's just very cool and unique. And I think this is a really interesting RPG that. Should it get a remake, they could polish up some of the weaker spots. Like, they could tidy up the battle system. They could bring in some different voice actors uh they could maybe polish up the writing a little bit to make the plot flow a bit more smoothly um and it's just it's such this it's this weird game uh, it's model soft also and it was yep. published by uh ah, i was gonna ask who and so who like it's, it. it's okay. yeah
3: xenoblade chronicles guys it's folks yep. that are
2: still around and they, they've they said in the past i think at some point they were interested in doing it like a ds or a 3ds uh there is a prequel that's also nice on the origins
1: 2. release i think only in japan um but it's...
2: Uh, no, there's a prequel. It came out here.
1: Oh, it came out here and too? the prequel is okay.
2: also very good. and
1: I never fixed, played that one. It
2: fixed a lot of the problems with the first game. Not all of them, but some of them.
1: It's it's, it's good. Uh, so uh, we launched columns on IGN today. Check out uh, you know Reb Reb already has one called uh, what was it hidden, hidden treasures, treasures. Yeah. about it's indie indies. games. I'm writing a column. I think it'll it'll go up next week um, called Lost Gems, which is about games that are forgotten and that you know deserve another uh, uh, deserve to come back into the spotlight. And I'll kick it off with Live Alive just as an example, of something that came back. Nostalgia is bringing back all these forgotten yeah. forgotten uh, gems. I might not have anything to write about if this continues cuz <laughs> this game totally would have been on the list. Like I haven't heard anybody say the name of this game. Since it came out, oh, I honestly. loved it. I
2: played it so many times.
1: Uh, but but it but it was very notable. I remember um, when it came out on GameCube. It was a time where Nintendo games were kind of lacking that sort of uh, storytelling, polish, rendered cutscenes, voice acting, all that sort of stuff, orchestrated music that the competition was doing. And then out comes this game on GameCube, and it was like super polished and yeah. it had all this all Beautiful the bells and whistles. Backdrops. They didn't yeah. they didn't
3: publish it uh, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, and it was was a JRPG yep. on, yeah. the, on the GameCube, which is a pretty rare beast at the time, yeah. outside of like Tales of Symphonia, but I I would love it if Monolith Soft went back to the concept of Bat and Kaidos and just made a new one. Yeah, and I'd
2: be cool with that too.
3: I think that the, the, the foundation and the nuts and bolts of it can be really successful in this day and age because, I mean anime characters mm-hmm. and a card based battle system if you oh like
0: my God, forget refine
3: it. and expand on that mm-hmm. i think that could be a very modern and cool concept and i think monolith soft has a lot of leash to be able to kind of do whatever they want now because yeah. they're a huge part of nintendo's tech base mm-hmm. and nintendo really relies on them and also xenoblade chronicles 3 was very successful very well received so i have to imagine that if they said hey can we can we do a new bat and kaidos mm-hmm. that fully expands on the concept from the original gamecube nintendo would probably be like have at it yeah. <laughs> good Maybe
2: port these I- is like a collection just so people can play the originals again that'd be then, nice yeah yeah,
3: yeah. we'll say putting
1: a business hat on that's much more risky than you know bringing kind of using what you've already released that nobody's played i don't think this this game sold well at all right like i don't think it sold
2: like yeah. I, I don't remember i don't think it sold like atrociously in the sense that they're like oh people didn't like this because they, they got a, they yeah. got a green light on a prequel mm, but sure. i mean it, it was an rpg on the gamecube so i can't imagine it was i'd be
3: interested yeah. to see what a remaster looked like yeah um yeah. i think it might be a little too dated um at this point Might-y, but yeah. Yeah. uh I, yeah. so that's why i would be stumping for a sequel but yeah
1: yeah it's yeah. just it's it's super risky for for something that yeah none and, of us uh,
0: you can go to the ign store and get the pear schneider business hat in the apparel section <laughs> oh yeah is wow. there one that's one. Already next week yep <clears throat> Thank um you this really game bad has
2: bad. an emotionally conflicted young man with long red hair who attacks people with a trumpet it's great. <laughs> <Okay>. i'm into <laughs> well, that as one well, does well you should have led with that yeah. uh-huh.
1: as one does <laughs> I
2: yeah, you really buried the lead on that When one. I was a child. And it has
1: whales that you're not allowed to call whales, just like Avatar.
0: Big fan of Cetaceans. Uh, Reb, real quick, what was the song that people should go look out and, and find and just dance to?
2: Um, I mean, listen Maybe to the, to the whole soundtrack, but I was playing for Seth earlier soundtrack. today the boss battle theme Chaotic Dance. Yeah, uh, which, it, again, if you know, you know. If you don't, it's a great boss battle theme and very it's unexpected. It's very go check not it out. Go, go what Sakuraba it usually YouTube. does. Yeah,
0: it's very good. Uh, Real quick, because we are doing a shorter show this this week. I'm sorry, fans. uh, I wanted to bring up that I started playing Chained Echoes, and I love it a lot. So if you have Xbox Game Pass, it's free, or you can just buy it on Switch or PC or PlayStation 5 or buy it on Xbox if you don't have Game Pass. But if you like um, colorful JRPG, I won't say likes, but... uh, homages yeah look at it's oh, so pretty. it's gorgeous yeah it's just amazing and i'm i'm actually really enjoying That's it a cool. lot um i
3: i haven't Raps, you would that. love it you should play oh. it in immediately yes
2: Eric yep. Van Allen no, was telling me I should play it, but it's I had like seen Final Fantasy. So I, I didn't know what it was. Big Final
3: Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger Energy. Oh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep.
0: And then oh, it even has like yeah. when you get into a battle, it almost feels like Secret of Mana a little bit for like a half a second because the, pretty the pretty enemies their like eyes will sometimes bulge out when they see you, and then they'll get into the battle formation. And it's turn based, which is what I require of all my RPGs. Terrific
3: battle system too.
2: Yeah. 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 Oh really yeah. Smart.
0: Super good battle system. Um, it's the little Xenogearsy
3: with the the mechs.
0: Yes, but uh, that, Flying that's ships. what actually got me. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look you got at that. my yes. attention. It's got, it's got everything you want, and I think this was developed by one guy. Matthias Lind, I believe, is the name of the uh, the developer. But yeah, super good game. Go check it out. Highly, highly recommend. But now we have to hit the question block because we're, we're rapidly running out of time. So do 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 That's uh, speed-up sound. Yep. <laughs> Did you know that that's... Uh, if you speed that up five times, that's the sound of Mario growing when he gets a mushroom. Oh, we, in my family, we call that Totoro, Totoro, Totoro. Oh. Yeah.
1: Like when, when like, uh, did it Totoro yet? No, it hasn't Totoro yet. So you still have time to finish
0: the level. Yeah. Wow. We just learned about the Schneider mm-hmm. house rules. That's Schne- right. The Schneider that's house rules. Cool.
1: Great movie. <laughs> the sh- yeah one person got that thank you
0: <laughs> me and floor guy okay <laughs> floor floor guy guy. Is seth macy this week floor this guy week. <laughs> it's me floor guy uh okay um uh, real quick several people announced or excuse me asked when are we getting new super nes and or nes or n64 games and the fake answer is they will all release immediately after we get done recording oh, of course yeah, <laughs> the answer is none of us know we don't know I, like we can't answer these questions we don't know these things so i'm not saying like not to ask questions but we don't have like the insider knowledge pair might but we the rest of us whenever nintendo wants no it's yeah, it's so, exactly it's so strange
1: like i it's you know like it it's a subscription program so You know, you would figure they would have some nugget every month that gets you back into it where you go, I feel good about being subscribed. But then, like, literally, you'll, you know, we talked about how getting three Jalico games doesn't count. But, like, I would take a
0: Jalico game announcement
1: over nothing.
0: I would Um, take Bases Loaded. That was a very good baseball game.
1: Yeah. Always tough when you have something with sports licenses to bring that back. It doesn't have any licenses. Oh, that's right.
0: It's th- like famous, the the fake names that they have for the players. It's like of yeah. those famous memes, because they okay. just didn't know like Johnny so think just play I baseball,
3: know. the original baseball. Something's
1: That's- up. I bet we'll get, like, GoldenEye soon. You know, <laughs> oh, there's yeah. been- I mean, Remember they announced a bunch of N64 games that they haven't put out yet?
3: Yeah, they've been sold. Slow- I mean, they it's put true. Pokemon Puzzle League on there, and I'm happy. I'm going to play Devil's Advocate for a moment. I'm not going to pretend okay. that this is a good value by any stretch of the imagination, but... As somebody who has the disposable income to be able to afford all of this, I love having these old games on my Switch, and I play them all the time. Mm. Actually, I would say the Super Nintendo and maybe the N64 app are two of my most played games every single year on the Nintendo Switch, and that's just me. I like old games now at this point, so I spend a lot of time playing Super Mario All-Stars, which is also on... This thing, and there's a lot of obscure games like uh, Panel de Pawn, uh, Puyo Puyo. uh, I already mentioned Pokemon Puzzle League. Uh, I think um, Paper Mario's on there, so you can play that. What Super, of Mario, is, Super
2: Mario RPG is not yet.
3: No. But
1: they're, yeah. they're, you're right. There's there's great stuff on there. But like you know, we're used to subscribing, like being fed by the companies that we subscribe to, right? Know, like if I you know. turned on Netflix and it was always the same thing, you'd be like, mm, Do I need this this month? And like I do feel like not to be ungrateful, like we got new mario kart levels as part of the subscription but they asked us to pay more for a higher tier of games that include genesis and n64 and i don't feel fed
3: you're totally right.
2: Yeah. There's a I, whole section on Xbox whenever I open up my Xbox that says new on Xbox mm-hmm. Game Pass. Here's all the things that are coming this month. Here's all the things that are coming we next month. We have a month. column like, about oh. it
0: because it's such a meaty topic. Right. I this would, thing
2: that I'm paying for is giving me new things to keep me here. But Nintendo has nothing like really I would like
3: never them. say that this is a good value for sure. <laughs> I think that Nintendo really needs to sit down and think about how they can make people want to be part of the subscription platform because what they're doing is not it. Having said that, if you it's showed the Nintendo you. Switch to twelve-year-old Cat and said, yeah. "You can play all the Nintendo and SNES and N64 mm-hmm. and Sega Genesis games, plus all of this amazing other cool stuff," I'd be like, "This is the most incredible platform yeah. I have ever seen." It. So. It's also just so
2: easy to set and forget. Like I, I have a friend who has an eight-person family plan for our mm-hmm. group chat, and I Venmo oh, yeah. him ten dollars a year. To maintain the awesome. subscription and that's the end of the discussion like i don't even think about it he just yeah he just invoices me for 10 bucks once a year well, whatever i'm just going to recommend that
0: pair loan nintendo your business hat so that they can make better decisions mm. when it comes to their online service subscriptions uh but unfortunately that's all the time we have for NBC this week i am so sorry but before we go i have a few favors to ask if you're watching us on youtube leave us a like and a nice comment if you're listening to us on a podcast app uh please Leave us a review. It helps us spread the good NVC word. And if you didn't know, I have a new monitor that's over here now. So that's why I have to look. Uh, special thanks to Pear for coming in at the last second. Uh, also, Red on the ones and twos for bringing all the joy and the clips that we have. And remember, most of all, thanks to you for hanging out with us. Because NVC is the only place. Where- hey, there's Jeffrey ah, Vega. It's, him. it's the only place where Jeffrey Vega can get the, get the thing. thing. There he is. <laughs> made it after all. Hi everybody, it's me, Jeffrey Vega. I'm spinning. Is he really here? I thought that yes. was him. Hi oh guys. TikTok TikTok. Oh, he that is he says that all the time. Holy yep, cow. He does, That's yeah. TikTok definitely... Jeffrey Vega. Jeffrey Vega and the N sixty four expansion pack once again. Very cool that they got to meet after the holiday special.
3: Some of the best content for kids is both entertaining and educational.
2: And with 5 for 5 Trivia, not only do kids get to learn from each week's brand new theme, they also get to challenge themselves by playing trivia. A Parents' Choice Foundation Silver Award winner, this fast-paced trivia podcast is perfect for kids ages 6 to 12. It's released five times a week,
3: so it's a quick addition to your daily routine and a fun challenge to get five out of five
2: right on trivia topics like animal sounds, time travel, fictional ghosts, and underwater exploration. So get your high fives warmed up and check out Five for Five Trivia, available wherever you listen to podcasts.